Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. This is the foremost podcast designed to really kind of expose you to some of the awesome scientific studies and different um, different information that will help you kind of really learn to make better choices to help improve your life and improve your overall disposition. Again, I'm Dr. Barry M.D., the host of uh, this uh, illustrious podcast, and I want to thank you again for joining us. If this is your first time, again, this is um, hopefully a casual conversation that uh, we'll have about health and wellness, and we have different topics from week to week. Today's topic is actually going to be about the surprising link between mental health and exercise. Many people don't realize that these two concepts are really linked. A lot of times, they're not really focused on when we're treating one or the other. Uh, for instance, the people who are dealing with depression and really, really difficult um, um, psychiatric illnesses, um, <clears throat> issues like physical fitness are rarely addressed. But there's more and more evidence, um, scientific evidence, actually, that's showing that our physical activity has immense effect on our mental health and our wellness. Now, before we go into detail about how those things are linked, let's do the... Uh, um, <laughs> I guess the compulsory uh, advertising. Again, um, we are broadcasting on the world-renowned Afro Vibes Radio. That's, again, every Thursday, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you ever want to learn more about health and wellness topics and just have a, a casual conversation with yours truly, don't ever forget to get on the Afro Vibes um, wave they have an app you can get in the app store either on google or android i'm oh, sorry either on android or apple ios excuse me <clears throat> they also have a web browser you can go to www.afrovibes.com and download uh, or sorry not it's streaming from the web browser you don't download anything on the, the browser so check us out thursdays 4 p.m central standard time also you can find me on instagram at dr barry md <clears throat> all one word also find me on facebook www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss and lastly our blog with all of our up-to-date articles as well as posts of this very podcast check us out on www.controlyourweight and that's weight spelled w numeral com. one thing we're noticing about mental health is that rates of depression and anxiety are literally at their highest recorded levels in countries all over the globe i mean countries like india china united states UK, they're all seeing really record levels of depression and anxiety. Now, that could be for a myriad of reasons. I mean, with all the chaos in the media and the news today, um, along with all the other issues going on, instability around the world, a lot of reasons why people are getting depressed. But one thing we're seeing is that there may be a direct link between physical activity and depression and anxiety. Um, You you notice how, like, when you go for a walk, like you go to the, the local store or down the street that's usually you feel kind of a good euphoric mood as far as your overall you know mood during a walk at least for most people some people say they feel terrible after a walk or physical activity but that's a whole other discussion most people though definitely have a uh, a lift in their mood after physical activity um why that happens um again there's belief that it could be due to some increased hormones especially the endocannabinoid and the endorphins that are usually released after physical activity um, but it's really complex, and that's something that a lot of people are exploring, especially different scientists all across the globe. Today, we're going to talk about a few studies that really kind of explore this relationship, and 
we're going to see whether or not if there is any truth to the whole concept of exercise potentially boosting mental health and wellness and potentially being a very effective preventative factor in reducing the risk for further deterioration of one's mental health. And now exercise can affect our mental health really in a myriad of ways. We're going to talk about some amazing studies that have really kind of illustrated this on a level that we really haven't really appreciated up to this point. Now exercise specifically has been shown to be a very, very positive way to both prevent and treat clinical depression. It was actually an interesting article published by the American Journal of Psychiatry. Um, and this article actually followed 22,000 healthy adults. Now, the particular study that um, this um, kind of conclusion was based off of was actually done in Norway. So this is done in a, a Norwegian population. And they actually looked at people, 22,000, and that's one thing I want to harp on briefly is the, how you can look at studies and how to really determine if a study is really worth paying attention to. Some of these studies have like five people, and while they make conclusions, it's really hard to really extrapolate those, those conclusions to an entire population, especially when the number of people in the study are very small. So for that reason, I and most people who actually look at studies actually like to look at studies with large numbers of people because the more the people in the study, the more accurate the results as far as how you can apply those to the general population. So all the studies we're going to mention here and talk about today are what I consider very powerful studies in the sense that they have large pools of people that were used to get the data. Therefore, the conclusions are probably going to be more accurate. So again, this study here, 20,000 people, so a nice powerful study, looked at people in Norway and um, initially they talked to them without any signs of depression or anxiety. Um, and these are people, from, anyway, average age amongst all the groups of 11 years old. Now, they were talked or sorry, interviewed regarding their exercise habits at the time and level of anxiety at the beginning of the study. And uh, these people were followed for a decade, apparently. And so it was very interesting as far as what they found. Apparently, <clears throat> over this decade, um, they looked at the people and how they responded to the questions regarding their anxiety levels and how they were feeling and everything. And it seems as if, <clears throat> sorry, it seems that those who actually were exercising regularly were apparently um, protected against developing depression. Now, of course, why this may have happened, it could be a very large number of reasons, but <clears throat> for whatever reason, it seems like over the, over the period of 10 years, those who were exercising regularly were less likely to get depression. Now, how much likely? Well, it says that <clears throat> those who did not exercise apparently were 44% more likely to become depressed. Why that happens, who knows? Maybe the people who didn't exercise gained weight, and so apparently they weren't as attractive to themselves, and they had some issues with their own uh, body, especially because um, that is a common reason maybe people are depressed and not happy with themselves. Or who knows? Maybe they had other people who they were um, uh, trying to, you know, hang around, and potentially they're like their their um, their their um, what they liked. I guess their things in common weren't really aligning, and they felt somehow they couldn't cope and became depressed. I mean, who knows? And we could speculate all day why people become depressed. But what we can say is that out of the twenty-two thousand people, those who did not work out <clears throat> were very. Um, 44% more likely to become depressed. So that's pretty significant. And um, <clears throat> why you can say that it's directly related, I think you can comment on that correlation. Now, just to clarify, when we see exercise, we're not really talking about super intense circuit training where you're just killing yourself. Um, it's really not the intensity apparently that was found to be of issue. 
apparently just casual exercise like walking or cycling or just kind of a casual stroll was just as effective as far as preventing depression, mind you, as strenuous activity. So um, it's so important that we understand that as far as how we can allow the mental health to affect or how we allow it to affect our mental health. Um, Now, one thing that's also very important is that protective effect of exercise is apparently occurs after the first hour or two after exercise. Apparently after that, it's not really that much of an additive effect. So if you're out here working out like 10 hours a day thinking you're going to be even less depressed than someone who worked out an hour a day, it doesn't really work out that way. Those who work out about an hour a day apparently get the same effect um, as those who work out, I'm sorry, those who work out about one or two hours a week, excuse me, get about the same effect as those who work out 20 hours a week in regards to um, treatment for depression or preventing depression. So now why this happens could be a myriad of reasons. Um, Many people feel that um, the way that the body responds to exercise, especially the whole uh, release of the endorphins and the endocannabinoids believed to impart the paint the, the popular runner's high that is commonly talked about something we'll discuss on another podcast but um people believe that could be part of it there's also the belief that there's some potential changes in the actual brain anatomy in response to physical activity that helps protect against developing depression so a lot of theories out there we'll talk a little more with some of these further um, studies as we further investigate but so basically that study again this is the Norwegian study talked about how just one hour exercise a week can help prevent depression so that's something that a lot of people are now looking at as a very good reason to help you know promote um, exercise to help treat mental illness so it's very important that we kind of really I think look at these studies that really talk about how exercise can help with things outside of what we normally associate with exercise like good cardiovascular health and improving your muscle strength and so forth. Now, um, another important or interesting study that I was able to kind of come across um, showed that there was a link between actually regular exercise and improving memory. Now, as we know, uh, dementia is one of the leading uh, medical um, uh, neurological illnesses in the world, really. Apparently, every four seconds globally, someone is diagnosed with a new case of dementia. It's believed that by 2050, more than 115 million people will have dementia. So this is very concerning because dementia is something that is really not 100% clear as to the etiology or I should say the cause behind it. So it's been a really uh, difficult uh, um, um, investigation by these uh, scientists who are researching this topic. And they're really trying to pinpoint what leads to Alzheimer's. Well, in some of the research that's been conducted in this area, Apparently, it's believed that exercise can actually help prevent Alzheimer's. Well, it's believed this occurs because exercise actually affects part of the brain known as the hippocampus. The hippocampus is part of your brain that's actually very uh, critical in helping you create memories. Um, It's believed that um, exercise may somehow cause the hippocampus to become larger, therefore allowing it to be more effective at obtaining and retaining memories. Um, this is believed to potentially have a direct link into helping reducing the onset of Alzheimer's in patients who are prone to getting them. So it's very important that um, <clears throat> that um, um, we look further at this because if 
this is the case, this could be a very big way to help reduce some of these Alzheimer's patients we're seeing um, um, increase as of late. And there's a lot of theories as to how this happens. Again, we talk about exercise and how exercise itself is a very potent um, anti-inflammatory type activity in the sense that it helps produce um, different uh, uh, chemicals in the body that help reduce inflammation. So many people believe that this anti-inflammatory effect you get from exercise is part of the reason why um, there's a protective effect on the brain in those who do regular physical activity. And it's it's something that, um, you know, it's still being researched actively, but it's very important that, it, you know, if there is appearing to be a link between memory and memory retention and exercise, uh, something that, you know, everybody could do, especially if you have loved ones, elderly people who do have symptoms um, consistent with Alzheimer's, dementia, you know, physical activity can be something that can help improve some of those memory um, connections. And, you know, not that it's going to cure Alzheimer's, um, but there's more and more evidence showing that have a protective effect against um, some of these memory issues in the sense of regular physical activity. So um, that's just some of the things we're seeing about how regular physical activity can actually directly improve brain function and prevent some of these devastating uh, brain illnesses. We have another very, very big one I want to talk about after the break about how exercise and mental and sorry and physical activity can help actually directly affect development of mental illness and depression and uh, we're going to talk more about that study as well as in general things we can all do to help promote mental wellness and and mental health um, uh, with treatments like physical activity and things like that so again join us after the break we're going to talk more detail about you know these associations and you know ways we can help incorporate them into our lives so we can potentially benefit again this is Dr. B with the Health and Wellness Connection join us after the break for more um, you know, introspective discussions. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Health and Wellness Connection podcast, the uh, foremost podcast designed to give you some of the most current up-to-date information regarding how to get you on the right track regarding your health and wellness. Now, again, today's topic is talking about the link between physical activity and mental illness and how potentially we could use physical activity and exercise to help treat and prevent <clears throat> many mental illnesses, specifically depression and anxiety. So I think another um, very, very important study that um, really kind of prompted this whole podcast is one that really see was, recently was released. It actually came out in the Lancet um, this month, actually, or this August of 2018. And it kind of really is probably the biggest study that has really been done in this arena. And it really brought to light many really significant, um, um, really conclusions that I think everyone needs to be really aware of. Well, the thing about the study, like we said earlier, how we mentioned the Norwegian study was very powerful, had 20,000 people that they surveyed. Now, this study makes that study look like um, small potatoes. This study here looked at 1.2 million people in the USA. Um, and they did kind of did a similar kind of uh, modality in the sense that they looked at these people and how they were doing. Now, the way they monitored these people is that they looked at these 1.2 million adults all across the 50 United States. And they had them completed a, a survey known as the Behavioral Risk Factor Surveillance System. 
And the system was this this whole system is designed to kind of assess um, people and to determine their um, kind of risk of developing um, certain medical or mental conditions, specifically depression. Depression has really been the focus for a lot of these studies because depression is one of the leading causes of disability worldwide. Um, this depression rates are rising, like we mentioned earlier, and people are getting more and more unable to cope with some of the stressors they're dealing with everyday life. So depression has really been a focus on a lot of these new uh, um, studies that are being done to really figure out a way we can help address them um, without using medications, that's, which is the traditional method that we've kind of used um, historically. So again, this study had these people for, um, fill out a survey. Now, this was done over a period of time, over actually six years. And the study kind of hits on information regarding their physical health, their mental health, their health behaviors, and, and so forth. And, um, and uh, what was noted is that people who um, were surveyed, it was discovered that on average, patients who um, were participants, just general patients, had on average 3.4 days of poor mental health each month. And the way to determine who had good mental health, who had poor mental health, was that they had the people in the survey, they had to kind of determine how they were feeling during the time the survey was filled out, and they had to kind of really comment on that. So the people who went over the data were able to determine how they were feeling at the time, and they were able to compare those times when they looked at the different sets of data. Again, one set was obtained in 2011, another set was obtained in 2013, other set was obtained in 2015. So really good data um, that was obtained over a large period of time, encompassing a large number of people. So the data becomes very powerful in this regard. And so what they noted was that people who had large reductions of the days that they were considered in poor mental health were those who consistently performed regular physical activity. So, you know, that sounds all complicated and, and wordy. In a nutshell, those who worked out felt better more often, period. So, and it, it's in a nutshell, it's kind of answers a lot of the questions that we've kind of already kind of somewhat kind of felt was the case because, you know, you go for a walk, you go play ball with your buddies, and I don't care what's going on. If you go and have a good game of basketball or you're playing, you know, who knows, soccer, or you're just playing with your friends, hanging out, playing Frisbee or whatever, Regardless of whatever's going on before the game started, generally, after the game is over, most people who have participated feel pretty good. Even the losers, hey, they feel better, they're feeling more energetic, more upbeat, and there's some sort of scientific correlation that we've always believed was going on, but really has this been quantified. And this study really is one of the major studies that really kind of really talks about this whole phenomenon of us feeling better, having less anxiety, feeling less signs associated with depression after engaging in physical activity. Now, one thing this study kind of really highlighted, which is, I think, a very important caveat, is that group activities were associated with more um, benefit as far as, you know, reducing the likelihood of you feeling depressed. Things like, you know, team sports, playing, you know, aerobic and, and gym exercise, going to the gym, seeing people you know at the gym. People who did those activities regularly were found to have some of the largest reductions in their overall what we call poor mental health days. So um, even things that you would not normally consider, you know, something enjoyable like household chores. It was found that people who clean their homes regularly were also seen to have reduced 
health days. Now, you could argue that maybe they were in a clean house and they felt better about themselves, and that probably led to it. I mean, if you're sitting in the filth all day, I think you probably, you know, reconsider some of their life choices and <laughs> probably become depressed. So who knows if it was a cleanliness? And, and we all know, I think, uh, our moms they used to at least tell, would tell me cleanliness is next to godliness. So uh, perhaps it was that was playing a role. But we believe, or there's some belief that the physical activity involved in cleaning and, and getting out there could be involved. And, and also, who knows, these chemicals that they're using to clean, some of them people may be getting high, <laughs> bleach maybe, uh, could be, no, I'm just joking. But reality is this, physical activity, despite the type of activity, be it team sports or going to the gym, running, you know, cleaning your, your indoor um, environment, have all been seen to be associated with uh, a reduction in ment in poor mental health days. So this is pretty um, pretty phenomenal, pretty 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 much a landmark study. Um, mainly because depression is something that, as I said before, has been on the rise, and it's now been seen that with studies like this, doing things that are designed to help improve your physical activity, particularly you know exercise particularly group exercise has been shown to be some of the most effective ways to help deal with depression, anxiety. If you guys recall in my book, next level weight loss 2.0, which if you haven't read, please go check it out available on amazon.com. Um, Very soon will be available on iOS guys. I know there's a little bit delay there, but we're going to get that on iOS. And I'll be sure to let you guys know. Uh, we're getting it edited now. Um, but in that book, we talk about how, group activities are an excellent way to help can can ensure that you're going to be dedicated to your goals because the thing about weight loss and any kind of weight loss journey or any kind of you know desire to get more or more in better health you got to have people around you who are going to be on the same page you are because it doesn't really help if you're out there deciding to make a change you're going to eat right and do better but all your friends and family are kind of completely against or not really interested in what you have to say or do. Now, it doesn't mean that they have to be of the same enthusiasm as you are, but if they're actively you know, going against what you're doing or trying to hardest to thwart your movements, then you got to probably kind of separate yourself from people who are actively uh, negatively affecting your, your goals. Now, ideally, if you, you know, make those changes and those people who are initially frowning upon you and quote-unquote hating on you will maybe realize some of the benefits that you're achieving and potentially become inspired and then eventually warm up to some of the changes that maybe you've already done. And that's kind of the whole point of really learning how to figure out what your path is and deciding how you want to take it. So as we said before in the book, group activity can be extremely effective and it's effective because having people around you who have a similar mindset, similar goal is a very, very strong motivating factor in helping people stay on their journey so they can achieve that ultimate task they want to achieve. Um, now with social media, it's it's so easy to link up with people all over the globe who have similar interests, similar uh, desires, similar goals, and using them as motivation as opposed to potentially becoming distracted by those around you who may not have similar goals. Studies like this that we just talked about just prove that that association or that, you know, participation activity, especially with other people, is a very strong motivating factor to keep people on that task. This is why I always encourage people, especially if you like to work out, you like to engage in fitness, try to find someone, you know, friend or family or whomever who has a similar goal and try to, you know, hang with that individual or individuals that you guys can keep each other motivated. Because it doesn't do you any good if you're you know, out here doing your thing and then you become super, 
fit and 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 in shape and everyone around you is, is is not you know on that same page it's always better to you know enjoy uh, success when there's others around you who achieve similar success and that's something that you learn in general in life so it's, it's just something that you know we've talked about you know a lot in 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 this whole um, arena regarding uh, group activity and just exercise in general why it's so important and now there's more and more data coming out really verifying that physical activity is extremely important not just for cardiovascular health and weight loss but it's also important for mental health and that's something that as you learn more about the brain and and our our our, our mental systems and our and sorry, our neurological systems and how they function we're learning that the value of mental of uh, physical activity cannot really be underestimated so please if you're ever been thinking about you know getting more active um, and you're not really sure if you're really it's really worth it hopefully things studies like this um, can really nudge you in that direction and everyone has to choose their own pace i mean don't let's say that to first day you're gonna go back into physical activity you're gonna start running a marathon no just take it slow just a simple one hour a week has been shown to be beneficial for mental health now for cardiovascular health it's ideal to do at least three times a week at least 30 to 40 minutes of of, of physical activity so maybe like start engaging brief walks every other day and some that small can really be a huge difference maker in ensuring that you're getting that preventative protection from dementia and depression and anxiety and all the other mental ailments that have been seen to be associated with those who 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 don't work out as much so in a nutshell work out it'll make you happy um <laughs> thank you for tuning in to the health and wellness connection podcast this is dr barry appreciate um, all the support if you have any questions or any kind of info you want us to t- cover on the health and wellness connection please reach out to me um you can find me on instagram dr barry md is the tag also email at dr barry at control your and again control your weight weight is spelled w numeral eight dot com you can also find me on facebook www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss <clears throat> and also but definitely not least check us out on afro vibes every week 4 p.m central standard time for the and for the vibes if you don't know is the best source of afro beats 24 7 in fact after my show is done i'm sure an amazing afro song is about to come on so relax and enjoy and don't forget to exercise